You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey, everyone. Thank you for checking out the podcast today. Michael wanted you to know that him and his wife, Stacy, are holding a live event in Dallas, Texas on March 6th through the 8th called the Next Level Experience. This is a two and a half day intensive designed for your breakthrough in relationships financially, spiritually, and physically. If your life is working, but you know there is more that God has for you, if you feel stuck or like you're in a rut, Michael and his wife, Stacy will pour into you and get you back to your true self that God created you to be. Take your life to the next level. Here's your opportunity. You've heard Michael talk about this on the podcast before, but here's your chance to participate for yourself. Go to nlexperience.com or check out the michaelmcintyre.com and get registered today. This is the Next Level Podcast, a place for business leaders, entrepreneurs, and dreamers to be empowered for an abundant kingdom life. Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. This is Michael, your humble host on the Next Level Podcast. I'm real excited because I've got a good friend here that, man, I've known him ever since I gave my life to Jesus. And uh, that was 11 years ago. And this guy, uh, he's just an amazing guy. And uh, my brother introduced me to him, Matt. And I think Todd Wagner kind of got us together and some other friends over there at Watermark. And uh, he's, everybody knows this guy. He's he's world famous. <laughs> and uh He's uh, an amazing preacher. He's, he just he loves Jesus, and he's got an amazing family, and he's got an amazing story. And I'm just really proud to have JP on here. Uh, Jonathan Pakuda. Did I say it right, Jonathan? You nailed it, man. How are you Come doing? On, bro. I'm going to start Come introducing on. myself as, hey, it's your boy JP, your humble pastor. I like that. I'm stealing that. It's, I'm your humble pastor. You're the humble that's host, it. humble pastor. I'm, I'm the most humble person I know. So that's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, thanks, JP, for joining us today on such a short notice. Uh, I was, Brother, how have you I, been? I was, man, I've been great. Uh, we, we're, we're batting a thousand, baby. Come on. And Let's uh, go. I was just working out the other day and I got to thinking that God dropped me, dropped you on my heart. And man, what's going on with JP? And so I think I got to thinking about it. I said, I'm going to interview this cat. And so. Uh, so now, so JP, as a lot of you, um, our audience knows, and some that don't know, uh, was the uh, campus pastor at Watermark. For how many years were you there at Watermark? I was there for 13 or 12. Uh, it's been, uh, I've been in Waco for a year and okay. I did the porch for th- those 12 years. And there was a campus pastor for the last three there of the yeah. Dallas campus. Okay. Well, I remember when I was at Watermark, it was the first time I, uh, I, I'd given my life to Jesus back in 2008, uh, late 2007, early 2008. And I remember my wife and I, we, we went, started going over to uh, Lake Highlands when you guys were over there. And then, and then I remember the first Sunday over at uh, the new campus, uh, an LBJ and the AC wasn't working good. And I didn't like that. He said, yeah, I remember yeah. him saying next week, you're going to be able to hang meat in here, uh, which was true. But I do remember us getting together after a while. I was probably there about three or four months and you and I got to sit down for coffee and, you said, "Hey, I've got these. I got these groups of young people that come in. I've got about three or four hundred of them come in every Tuesday, and then now it, it then it grew to like what three thousand coming in there on Tuesdays. Well, I mean, it was crazy numbers. Yeah, yeah. I now mean, the porch is great. you know thirty 
3,600 there in Dallas and 18 campuses around the country. And so Crazy. Uh, you can you can start a porch, uh, the porch.live. Churches will go and just turn on a campus. And so uh, you got about, you know, another 50,000 watching online. So it's it's it is crazy what God did. And what he's doing, and that's what's yeah. that's what's amazing is you know I can I can take my family, move an hour and a half south, and he just keeps doing it to show you that it wasn't me, it was the Holy Spirit just wrecking shot. Amen. That's so cool, man. And I I just one one thing I always admired the way you showed up, JP. You just showed up as just a real humble servant of the Lord, and you always, but you spoke everybody's language, you know. And I think mm-hmm. that's what makes you so attractive, and that's what brought you know. 50,000, you know, these millennials, these young people in on the porch, and, and they wanted to hear the word and be real about the word and the transparency and the authenticity and the vulnerability that you showed on the stage uh, in front of people was just incredible. It just was. And yeah, well, uh, I, don't, I just don't have much to offer other than than truth <laughs> and authenticity. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm a chump from a town of 6,000 people in South Texas with a two-year degree in commercial, commercial art and advertising. And from a technical college, and uh, and and I say, you know, the Lord uses me to show that He can use anybody, and that that's not a statement of false humility. I mean, I've thought about going back to school, uh, you know, and um, just formal studies and all those things. And every time I pray, I just sense the Lord saying, "No, don't," because I, I want to, you know, use tools to you know, make an example out of. And so just, yeah. just continue to love me, continue to be a learner, continue to be a, a leader in, in the ways that I've called you to and, and let me use you in spite of you. And so it, it really is a story of that. And uh, I, I pray that he keeps doing it, but we, we shall see. Amen. Well, that's awesome. So, all right. So you, you're at Watermark, you're killing it. You're doing great. You're, you're just, you're, you're leading people to Christ. I know there's uh, you know, I, I remember, I remember at the first time after you preached on one Sunday, uh, the first time you were up on a Sunday and you and I went to lunch Monday or Tuesday that week. And I said, uh, we were going to lunch. And I remember saying, I said, Hey, does it feel any different? And you just said, no. And I was like, man, it's just so cool to see how you stepped into that flow and just went, went into mm-hmm. it. And, uh, it was just really, really cool. And then I remember also how you have a love for automobiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've used some of yours. <laughs> no, that's that's right. That was that was the first message. That was the first message I ever preached because I remember the yeah. opening illustration was saying, "Hey, this is my car," which was I don't even remember what my car was, but some some stupid. No, no, that, I said this is my car, right? And because it was oh, a picture yeah. of my car, and I don't remember what car I was driving at the time. But right. I said, "But here's the car. I, here's the car I wish I had." And it was your Maserati, and, uh, and then I was, and then I said, "Here's my house," <laughs> and it was a picture of my house. And then I said, "Here's the house I wish I had," and it was a picture of your house. And so you were, and and I and I would use that every so often. So I call call you up, and I'm like, "Hey, Michael, is there is there any way I can come over and and just take some pictures of whatever car you're driving right now at any house? Please don't arrest me. Like I'm just going to be there grabbing an illustration." <laughs> so yeah, that's that's how I passed cross. Yes. Yes, that's 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 what I love, and, and you've got a great memory, bro. That's really good. <laughs> that was, and it, it was it was so much fun. Anyways, it touched my heart because you were just well, you have a great real. house and a great car. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But what was so but, cool? But though, it is was you were just being real, you know. 
Yeah, well, that's what I was gonna say. Is like preaching, preach. It's like it's like when somebody wants to go on a mission trip overseas, sharing the gospel. It's like the people I want to take on an international trip like that are people who are already sharing the gospel. So that when there we get go. over to Africa or we get to Haiti or we get to the Amazon jungle, they're just doing what they're already doing in their neighborhoods and across the street. And and that uh, that's I don't even like that word mission trip because. Mm-hmm. As a follower of Jesus Christ, we live on mission. A trip to the grocery store is a mission trip. Uh, a that's trip it. to my kid's school, that's a mission trip. A, a trip to anywhere I go, that's a mission trip. The same thing is true with preaching. When you step on the stage and you grab put a microphone to your face, you, you better just be doing what you're always doing, which is bleeding Bible, talking about God, and using creative ways to make people love Him more or help people love Him more. And so I, I hope it is always just, you know, no, it's the same thing, you know. Okay. Just another day so, in the life of yeah. a believer. That's it, and and that's what that's what makes that's the authenticity that comes out, which I think makes great uh, pastors, preachers, uh, CEOs, uh, school teachers, you know, whatever. And I think you know when you walk like that and talk like that, then you are like that, and uh, that's awesome. All right, so I want to know you. So you're doing great at Watermark at some point uh somebody knocks on your door looks up to your linkedin says hey <laughs> jp listen i got something for you down here in waco down here in mcgregor come on down mm-hmm. what happened how'd that come about yeah so because you're you're, so you're now the, you're the senior pastor right you're a senior pastor yeah so at, uh, Her- at harris, at harris Baptist Creek. Church. yeah 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 so it wasn't like that i mean when you're you know the church world churches are always looking for for lead pastors senior pastors and so that was not something. I mean, I mean this with all humility because it, it's it's true of of any pastor who's preaching and can hold somebody's attention. Churches are always looking for that. And man, Watermark is this amazing place, and Todd's an incredible leader. And and everything that I know and have learned is is God using him to have taught me those things about yes. leadership and and being a pastor and a preacher. And so churches would call, and that was that was not weird. And, and Harris Creek I had a relationship with. There was a church that I had filled in for in the past. But there was no part of me thinking, hey, I'm going to move to McGregor uh, to be the the lead pastor at this church. And they their pastor had left, and so they were without a pastor for some time. And, and I had sent them some names. They said, hey, do you have some names of some guys that we can call? I said, sure, here, here's some names. Call these guys. And they came back and said, hey, would you be interested? And I said, man, I really don't think so. And would you pray about it? Sure, of course, I'll pray about it. And uh, and it just happened to line up when, with the time we were going to be in Waco, as God would have it. And Monica and I, we meet with the elders, and we ask them some questions. They ask us some questions. And we're driving back to Dallas, and my family's with me, so my kids are in the back. And, you know, Monica and I are basically in the front seat talking about how this isn't the opportunity for us, how, you know, this is kind of the door to Waco if we ever wanted to live in Waco, but but not but we don't and so we won't. And my and my daughter, my ten year old is in the back seat and she says, Daddy, of course you gotta go be their pastor. And I I'm driving wow. down thirty or up thirty five and I kinda of turn and I'm like, Why would you say that? And she said, Because they don't have a pastor and you're a hmm. pastor and Watermark has lots of pastors. And every wow. time I would go and pray and just say, Lord, what would you have me do? Like, she, like her voice, the Holy Spirit would just have her voice 
like an echo chamber in my heart and mind. And I just couldn't shake it. And I'm like, God, you really want me to do this? Like, but the poor is just thriving. I just wrote a book <laughs> to young adults. I'm kind of the millennial guy. Like I am the, you know, the, the guy that's bridging a generation or helping people understand this generation. Like, this is what I've given my life to. And the porch is, 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 is starting, you know, in, in, to use a business term, franchising. I mean, people are, are right. starting new ones around the country and turning it on. And we've got all of this stuff going, like, why would you want me to do this? And, you know, and he was just like, hey, what do you, you think you're too big for that? Or cause I just, man, I don't need your name or your platform or, mm-hmm. you know, your quote unquote success. I need your faithfulness. And so, like, you know, hey, do you want to be faithful or not? And I don't think it was like I was at this crossroads of, you know, one way was right, one way was wrong. I really don't. I, I don't want to paint a picture like that because God's will is is rarely that clear, and except for in terms of morality. But I did get a sense that he was just kind of like, hey, do you trust me? You know, do you trust me? <laughs> and... um and so, man, Peter, we're, we're Peter, walking. Do you love that. Me? Yeah, yeah. It's mm. like, man, I hope so. I hope I love you. I hope I trust <laughs> you. Feed my sheep. I got some mm. sheep I want you to feed. And so we've been down here for a year, and um, and it's it's been a grace to us. And the kids have adjusted well. Marriage is good. Uh, there's this amazing staff here, you know, that was just waiting on me to to um, and I mean, not literally, but I didn't know they were here and and. Uh, got to to meet them and just see the gifts that the Lord has entrusted to them and really help them deploy those gifts. And so it's been it's been fun. It's been a journey and, and in so many ways we're at, standing at the starting line. So good. Well, I just I just love watching your career, man. I do. I, th- I just think it's amazing. And, uh, you know, being there in uh, Waco, McGregor at the Harris Creek, it's just it's just the next thing, God. I just love the way you listen to the Holy Spirit too. You just listened yeah. and 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 surrendered. I mean, we, you know, so many times, you know, I I know that, uh, you know, as my journey with Jesus and 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 the Holy Spirit get more involved, and you know, sometimes I think, okay, did, is that me thinking that, or is that is that the Holy Spirit nudging on my heart, you know? Uh, yeah. And so having that discernment is important. I know yeah. that, you know, it It helps me anyway. It helps me in business. It helps me in everything, you know. But sometimes, I, you know, I'll, I, I'll ask God. I said, okay, g- give me give me a sign or a wonder from somebody that I don't know that comes up to me in Starbucks and said, hey, McIntyre, you need to do this, you know. Uh, yeah. That doesn't happen very often. <laughs> but yeah. I, want, I want that to happen, you know. Yeah, and for us, you know, he says, my sheep know my voice. But he also yeah. says, you know, the, the Satan masquerades like an angel of light. And so the enemy, you know, he, he'd love to pull us off sides and then um, and just to, to, to try to compromise or distract us. And so one thing that I found incredibly helpful is you know, there's 16 Proverbs that essentially say in, in a summary that wisdom comes from the counsel of many. And so I just and, and there's a reason you know this so well. There's a reason that companies are ran by board of directors. And mm-hmm. so I've got a board of directors over my life, and, and these, these are constant people who have the Holy Spirit who will help me discern when I'm like, hey, I think God is saying this, and I can sit down with them. And it's not a chapter and verse. It's, not, it's, it's a prompting of the Spirit. I sense 
the Holy Spirit is is whispering this to me, and I can sit down with those those constant people. These are not one-off phone conversations. It's not a one person here and one person here. We're all in the same room once a week in a, in a formal meeting, and I can say, hey, guys, this is what I sense God saying. What do you think? And it's really interesting because on the topic of the move to Waco, when I first brought that to them, they were like, hey, no way, this isn't God, you know. And uh, and I was like, and I wow. and I trusted that. I was like, okay, you know, yeah. and that's the short version. It wasn't exactly like that, but that was the, the summary statement. And like, okay, and so Monica and I closed that door and we we moved on. You know, we kept going, and that's when that whole situation happened with my daughter. And I was like, I think the Lord is saying this, guys, and uh, and I brought it back to them, and they were like, okay, this isn't going away. You know, let's let's really double down on prayer about this. And then yeah. the one that was the strongest no, Michael, the the, the couple that was like, no way, uh, this isn't God. They came back and said, I mean, these guys, he's from Dallas. Their kids are in school there. They have, mm-hmm. you know, their dream house there. He has his dream job there. And they come back to us and they say, hey, we think we're supposed to go with you. And they wow. pull their kids out of school. They put their house for sale. You know, he wow. talks to his company about about uh, transferring or working remotely, and they move, and now they live two doors down from us. Amazing. I mean, I love. You know, we worship a huge God, right? And yeah. I just we just ask, and it shall be given to you. So let me ask you this, because what you brought up is really cool, and I think our listeners will really dig this. Because I I talk a lot of them, I coach a lot of people on developing a mastermind group. You know, and uh, yeah. having people, you know, kind of like what you're saying, like your board of directors, right? So I know Todd was always really big on having that accountability. Did you learn that from Todd, or where did that come from? Yeah, yes, because Todd learned it from the scriptures. I mean, like I said, it's very plain and simple in there uh, of just this meeting together. Hebrews 10:25 says. You know, let us not forsake the gathering together. Some are in the habit of doing, but continue to encourage one another as we see the more, as we see the day approaching all the more. And so, uh, and like I said, those 16 proverbs that say, you know, uh, uh, victory uh, fails for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, there is success. Um, he who hates correction is stupid. And it's literally, I didn't even change the words. And that's just what it said. <laughs> Right. You know, and so there's these it's repeated in the scripture. The one who quarrels against all sound wisdom is a fool. And so what does it look like to humble ourselves, to sit amongst a constant group of individuals who are surrendered to the Holy Spirit, who have a working understanding of God's word? And we just say, hey, guys, this is I'm at a fork in the road. I can go right or left and I'm just not sure what to do. What do you what would what do you think God would have me do? And they and they when you pray together, and I'm not looking for you know their uncle's investing advice. I'm not looking for well my mama always said. I'm looking for well, the the word of God says. Or as we pray, here's collectively what we sense God is doing, and that yeah. has changed my marriage, changed my walk with Jesus, changed the way that I parent. It it is I've made huge personal decisions, business decisions, investment decisions, financial decisions, uh, you know, decisions that affect my family based on that principle. And it has served me very well. And so I think okay. a God who loves us, I mean, there's a reason that he would outline it in the scripture that way. So that's so good. So how do you form this board of directors? And do you keep the same ones? Or did you find some new board of directors here in, down in Waco? 
Well, by the grace of God, you know, one of them who I've ran with for 15 years went with us, right? And so that's that, right. that's that part of that story. And then we found another couple here, and then we're going to add another couple at some point. Okay. We're looking for them. And so I'm in the process of finding them. So the how do you find them? You're just you're looking for godly people uh, who have a working understanding of his knowledge and are surrendered to his word. It's different at different times because sometimes like if you're if your church has a home group, small group, cell group, community group, life group, whatever you call them. Sometimes, you you know, there's a couple in there you wouldn't ask for. Maybe they're not as spiritually <laughs> mature. Maybe they're maybe they're on right. the fence. Maybe they're not even a believer. You're not even sure. Right. And that's okay. Not that you're going to take wisdom or counsel from them, but I mean, Christians will pay thousands of dollars to go overseas for opportunities to share the gospel, or, or we want to make disciples. And sometimes God yeah. places them in our group, and we just have to put them so in good. a do ministry to category, not a do ministry mm-hmm. with category. And uh, and so you know, here's the truth, Michael, Monica, and I were that couple. We were the obnoxious, you know, take a lot of time, process <laughs> our fights. You know, she's walking in, mascara streamed down her face. I'm I'm like looking at porn and mm-hmm. getting drunk and don't even know that's wrong. And mm-hmm. those guys, you know, they sharpened me. The Holy Spirit moved in their lives. And, and they, you know, through the, the teaching of God's word, as we hung out, I mean, the Holy Spirit did a work. And it was in that okay. same group that's challenging me on marriage and, and purity and sobriety. It's in that same group that the Lord used those guys to call me into vocational ministry in the first place. So good. And so, um, yeah, I I I wanted the listeners to really listen to this because it's really now, if you you missed it, go back 30 seconds or a minute. This is so, this is golden platinum nuggets right here. Look, I, you know, when I first came to Jesus, you know, Watermark was my really good entry point. And, and Todd was an amazing on-ramping for me into Christianity. He really was, because I could identify with Todd a lot, you know. And then I met you, and it was really cool. And But I but it was, what, what you're sharing with us, JP, is so good, because that's what true Christianity is about, when people are out there. And I, I love the way you say that, you know, it, it's about, you know, maybe not do ministry with, but do something for, disciple those people that come in there that need help, you know, that's, you know, you know, doing the one night stand or doing the, you know, whatever it is that they're doing and, and, you know, and feeling guilty and you got all the shame and condemnation and how to love them through that. And that's, to me, that's true Christianity. That's, you know, not condemning, not judging, but just loving, you know, and, you know, Jesus teaches us to love everybody always. It's not yeah, easy to do. Absolutely. You know, I, you know, I mean, it's just not, but, but that's one of my first, my first, my first example of true Christianity was at Watermark. And when, when yeah. people would openly talk about their problems, their addictions, it was like it blew me away. It was like, oh, my God, thank you, Jesus. This is where the juice is. And that's, yeah. you know, and that's what Todd brought in, and that's what you kept going and brought in, too. And I think that's why, obviously, that you, you know, you're so connected to the millennials because they need to be fathered, mothered spiritually in those aspects. And yeah. I just I I just want to stop and point that out to everybody. That's that's platinum knowledge right there, bro. That's and I don't care like what denomination you are, if you're Episcopalian, Presbyterian, Baptist, Methodist, Catholic, right. non-denominational community church, charismatic, whatever. If you if you are reading the scriptures and you get to James chapter five verse sixteen, it says, "Confess your sins to each other, and pray wow. for each other." so that you may be healed for the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective. And so there's this, you know, so there's this 
it should be normal in the Christian faith that we're talking about our junk, not to, to remain in our junk and our filth, but to move forward so that we may Amen. be healed. And, yeah. and this is just completely <laughs> normal. And so there's three questions. Yeah. I meet with guys every week, and we, we answer three questions. And uh, and those those three questions are, hey, how did you feed your soul this week? And that just means, like, what podcast did I listen to? What what scriptures am I reading? What books am I reading? What has stirred my affections for Christ this week? Okay, how did you feed your soul? How did you feed others this week, mm. which is evangelism, uh, discipleship. So I had this conversation in the grocery store, you know, our server at the, at mm-hmm. when we were at dinner, we got to talk about Jesus in this way. Hey, I'm meeting with my kids Wednesday morning. How did I feed others? And then lastly, how did you feed your flesh, which is confession? Mm. You know, I, I, I was on Instagram and I clicked this hashtag and I shouldn't have, or I saw this, or, I, I, you know, I, I lift, raised my voice mm-hmm. uh, to somebody or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm making those up, whatever yep. it is. Um, you know, I was, I was careless with God's resources, uh, his money, whatever it is, like you, you know, I would confess that. And then the next person, before they go, they would pray for that person. And, so and then the next person would share, how did you feed your soul? How did you feed others? how did you feed your flesh? Another way of saying this is input, output, confession. And what's my input? Good. What's my output? What's, and what do I have to confess? I love these. I love these little these things like you put into these. You know, one, two, three. You know, it's really good because it's easier. Especially, I don't know, maybe for me because I'm a business guy. But I, I just need to have things in order. <laughs> I'm an order guy. Yeah. And I think that those yeah. three questions are they're really good because you know what it does, JP. It keeps us on track. Keeps us on point. Yeah. You know, because uh, we can always get distracted. You know, squirrel here and squirrel there and everything else. And so that that keeps you on point. And I think that's that's amazing. I, I love that. Uh, all right. So I got. I want to. I want to. Your early days, back in the early days, because you you tell this amazing story uh, about when you really kind of gave your life to Jesus. I think it was you were out selling phones or selling long distance or selling something. And uh, mm-hmm. you were in downtown Dallas having a real bad day. Do you remember that story? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was <laughs> and, selling, uh, I was selling um, voice and data. And, yeah. Uh, for, I was in telecom, and I was, I was doing cold calls on this particular day. It was August in Texas. It was like 116 that day or maybe 163. <laughs> I don't know. It might as well have been. And I was in a wolf suit. I don't know why, but I just wore a wolf suit this particular day because I'm crazy and stupid. <laughs> and, uh, and I, and I, you know, I'm walking into businesses and no soliciting and walking in and, and asking people about their, their voice and data. And this lady, I walk in and there's this lady, this receptionist, and, and I uh, just said, hey, I'm here to to speak with whoever makes decisions on your telecommunications. And she says, get out. And I said, yes, ma'am, I understand that you don't want me here. But before I leave, I really need to speak with whoever. And she says, get out, get out, get out, get out. And I mean, she just yells, you know, (laughs) and, and so I, I, I like leave. I have no other option, but I'm, I'm so mad at this point. Like I've just been yelled at, kicked at, I'm sweating. It's hot. I'm walking down industrial Boulevard in Dallas and, and I'm just angry walking, you know, just staring at the ground. I'm mad walking. And and I don't see that there's this window AC unit protruding from the brick wall at about six feet, you know, six you're feet tall. off the you're ground. You're about 6'6", six, six, aren't you? Yeah, 6'7". And six, so seven. It, it was, you know, as I'm angry walking, it's about the height of my temple. Uh, and, <laughs> and that's what I – and that's, and I crashed into it. I didn't see it, and I just hit it, and it hit the temple – hit my temple, Ugh. spun me around and threw me to the ground. And I'm, I'm just like uh. staring 
at the concrete until I see my own reflection in my own blood. You know, it's like, oh my this, God. this is the lowest of low moment in life. Now, I'm, I'm just, sorry I'm to laugh. So but done. I, I, you know, yeah. no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm so done. I'm like thinking about rolling into oncoming traffic. I'm just so done. And I look up and there's this Burger King across the street. And it's just kind of this ah! moment like, okay, <laughs> I, I'm going to go get reprieve in Burger King. And so they they were like selling this brownie Sunday thing at the time. And, and I'm doctoring up my wounds with napkins from Burger King. And and I get this brownie Sunday and I sit down oh, man. just hating life, right? And this guy, well, here's a guy, I look up, and I'm at this table for two, and I look up, and there's a guy sitting at my table. And I'm like, you know, what is this guy doing? Like, why why of all these tables did he sit down at the one that's occupied? And he goes, you having a bad day? And I'm like, brother, you don't even know the half of it, man. Like, <laughs> and he starts to, like, share the gospel with me, which is amazing. Wow. But he, you know, that, and, and I kind of wave him off. I'm like, no, I'm a Christian, because I was. I was a brand new Christian. Like, I'm a Christian. And, and he goes, well, what seems to be the trouble? I go, man, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. You know, it can't be, I just like, I just don't know. I'm just at the end of my rope. And he says, you know, do, do you, do you have any sin? Like, is there anything you're hiding? And, uh, and there wasn't, you know, God had done a work in my heart. And I was, I was, I was confessing sin. I was doing the very things I just talked about and, and walking in the light and, and repenting and walking in righteousness right. because of Jesus. And, and uh, and I said, no, you know, there's there's nothing unconfessed. And he said, I know what you're supposed to be doing. And I thought, I'm oh, great, man. Like this guy is going to prophesy over me or something. You know what? What is it? <laughs> you know, okay, let's let's get the show on the road. Tell me what I'm supposed to be doing. So I just I'm like, what? And he says, exactly what you're doing. And and wow. I was like, what What do you mean? And he goes, well, you you woke up this morning. And this is where you're at. You know, this is these are the good works that God has for you to walk in Ephesians two ten. It says, For we are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works which He's prepared in advance for us to walk in. And um and he said, If you're if you're not in sin, right, and this is where you're at, then you know you're to bloom where you planted. And God has you wow. here for a reason. There's something that he wants to do through you. And that was, and then he disappeared. No, he didn't. I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> but that was that was just a, kind of a turning point in life where I always look back on that story and and draw from it that you know there, we're to do hard things sometimes, and just because something's yeah. hard doesn't mean it's wrong. And oh, and we didn't we can't judge obedience by the outcome. Like sometimes um, we have to be obedient and and not try to determine that based on the perceived outcome like sometimes we just have to be obedient and so yeah that was that's that story yeah i love that story thank you for sharing that and it's it stuck in my mind when i heard it 10 years ago and so i just i always wanted to hear that again and uh it's, it's such a great it's a great story and i and i can totally relate to almost everything in there except for the burger king but uh yeah, yeah, yeah. all right so so tell so tell me you, now you've got this book that you did called uh, "Welcome to Adulting," is that right? Yeah. And then you you got right. another book. Tell us about your books that you got out here, and how do we find these books? And tell it you got because you got so many things going yeah. on, man. Tell it, tell it. Yeah. But first, you can hit me up on social media at J Pakluda. Yeah. My last name is P O K L U D A. So at J Pakluda on Instagram and Twitter and whatnot, and um, 
I wrote a book, Welcome to Adulting. It became a bestseller. It's it's geared towards young adults who are just entering the real world out of college and they kind of say, is this it? Like, do I need to go back to grad school? Like they kind of had a hit their head moment, you know, on Industrial Boulevard and they're, they're just right, thinking right. they're at the end of their rope. And so that's really who this book is to. And then there's a survival guide that goes with it. Welcome to Adulting Survival Guide which is a 42-day devotional, really. It's just kind of a daily reading, short chapters for 42 days. And then I have a book that comes out March 17th. It's called Welcoming the Future Church. And it's for anyone who's passionate about uh, reaching young adults, you know, Gen Y and Gen Z, uh, Mm -hmm. for the cause of Christ, leading them. And so my hope with this book is really that, that anybody who's listening that belongs to a church or drives by a church or they have a pastor. I want to see this book end up in every single church in America. And I I think it's going to be helpful. If if there's a revival, a great awakening in our midst, it's going to happen through the lives of young adults. And so I I really want to see this book uh, land in in churches. So this is a lot of times people are like, man, I'm so grateful for my pastor. I want to get them a gift. I don't know what to give them. And I I pray that you would spend 17 bucks on Amazon or anywhere books are sold and get them welcoming the future church. And so, yeah, those are some of the resources that are out there. We, uh, we also have awesome. a podcast every week called becoming something. So I'm going to be checking that out, becoming something. And so, yeah. uh, all right. So we have a lot of millennials that listen to this podcast. Thank you, Jesus. What, what is it? You know, a lot of millennials, you know, when I coach, and I know you coach a lot more than I do, but I hear a lot of them, you know, it's, you know, fear of being left out, you know, being on social media and everybody's life is perfect. And the comparison spirit is so strong. What kind of words of encouragement can you give them JP and what you've learned? You know, I think the fact that if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, which just means you've trusted in his death and the resurrection for the forgiveness of your sins, um, you have his Holy Spirit. You've been sealed for eternity. As I as I study that, I really think it's the solution to FOMO because we're going to be here forever. Like God is going to redeem the world. There's the new heaven and the new earth. The, the heaven is really going to be here. And mm-hmm. and and so I think there's people that are like, man, I've got to go to Tahiti and I've got to see Fiji and I've got to experience this and go cliff diving and. And I've got, you know, I've got my 76 years and I've got to make all this stuff happen. And, you know, what if I don't get married? And what if I'm a virgin forever? All these these questions. Well, listen, in heaven, right, you get to experience mm. the world in its perfect state. So you Come get on. to go to Tahiti and Fiji and, 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 and see it in perfection without sin, unblemished. And so mm. you don't have to be in such a rush. <laughs> now, I don't know if we'll want to. So we'll probably good. be pretty distracted by God. But I really think the solution <laughs> to the fear of missing out is is the idea of eternity that 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 we get to we receive everything all of God's glorious riches His glorious inheritance through Jesus Christ, and so we have all of that to look forward to. And when you have something so great to look forward to, you, you don't feel so bad that you missed out on the greatest movie, the greatest Netflix show, or, or right. the greatest ball game. You know, you're going to be okay. You've got eternity with God to look forward to. So good. That's so good. You know, it reminds me of when, when, when I was in one of Todd's Bible classes. You know, Todd's really strict on memorizing scripture. <laughs> and, uh, <Yeah. laughs> which is great. Uh, we always call him the John Bauer of, uh, or Jack Bauer of, uh, Bible study. But, uh, I remember, uh, one of them was Isaiah 
5589 really got me through those times of looking at how you know, because, you know, his ways are not our ways, right? And right. his thoughts are not our thoughts. And so, because I used to look at the whole world thinking, man, there's so much poverty, there's rape, there's murder, there's, you know, all this crazy stuff. And, you know, in, in David, you know, uh, in the Old Testament, he asked David not to count his men, right? Right. what he do? What did David do? He counted his men. Counted right? his men. Yeah. And what God do? You know, he kind of took them <laughs> off, right? That's right. <laughs> He did. And but there be and they didn't miss anything. Right. And so, you know, that's that's what really, you know, because how do we understand that? We can't we can't wrap our little wee brains around that because he's God and he's 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 a huge God. And so that always gave me comfort in Isaiah 55, 89. And what you described just now, JP, was so that's just so Jesus. It's so good to hear the And it's good for me to hear that again, too, because Hey, I get caught up in comparison sometimes too. I do, and uh, it's it's one of those things that you know you just want to say, okay, I'm going to die to myself to this, die to your flesh. But sometimes it gets in your face all the time, especially with the millennials, because they want to they want to be everywhere at once. Yeah, and yeah. so uh, that's so good, man. That's really good. Okay, so uh, go ahead. Did you want to add to that? No, I was just going to say, I, I, you got me for another minute. I got to uh, run and, and yeah. pick up my kid. We're going uh, to wind this up. Yes. And uh, thank yeah. you so much for giving so much time to us, bro. I mean, sure. you're so fast on this stuff, JP. I just love it. Uh, okay. So, uh, so what's going, what's, what's the future here for, for you at Harris Creek, man? What, what are you guys doing? I know you've got, you've got a series coming up. You want to share some of that? Yeah, the only consistent thing with my five-year plan, Michael, is that God's changed it every five years, and so I just I've just started <laughs> entrusting it to Him and saying, "All right, how can I be faithful with whatever you know He's entrusted Good. to me?" And so, yeah, we have a tour coming up. Uh, it's at the end of February in the the first week of March uh, with Compassion, and so Compassion is that organization that helps kids overseas get sponsored by families. And so uh, my friend Annie F. Downs and I are going to jump on a tour bus and stop around eight cities. And so your listeners can find out more information about that at CompassionLive.com, CompassionLive.com. And it's the Love Better Tour. And so we're just talking about, you know, how we can love better. God says, you know, the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. And it's that's something we all struggle with. And so we're we're traveling the country just talking about how we as believers can do this. It's amazing date night. It's amazing ladies night. It's amazing dudes hang out. Um, you can just go and there'll be worship and teaching and, and we'll laugh until we cry. It'll be really fun. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> check that out where we're going to be, CompassionLive.com. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much, JP. Tell Monica I said hello. And, uh, man, i got to come down there and hang out with you guys and uh, just see what's happening. I'll come down there to take Stacey and the girls down there on a Sunday because – you're amazing. And thank you for sharing this last 48 minutes with us, JP. God bless you. We wish you all the best. And uh, you, just, you just you show up so big in so many lives. And I'm just grateful for that, man. Love you, brother. Thankful for you. Thanks for having me on. You got it, bro. Thank you. Hey, friends. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all other platforms where great podcasts are found. Thank you. Thank you for checking out the Next Level Podcast. For more information or additional resources, please visit themichaelmcintyre.com.